No one knows where What do we got here? Did you ever see oh, that this picture? This is one of the barrel aged bourbon barrel aged white rouch and imperial with Ross next to you. Milk stout. Oh, geez, this sounds no. good. You've never seen that picture? No. Oh, oh this is God. part of their Lebowski series. Oh, that's, so a, they, they, that's nice. These are all barrel aged beers inspired by the Big Lebowski. Oh, get so careful, that's, man. I got a beverage here. Yeah, it's meant to have like a white Russian esque taste. Everybody should have it. Yeah, just take a hit, Sean. Yeah, cannonball it. Here we go. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet Woo. and high alcohol content. Holy man, that is some sweetness. These are all still... I think Pipeworks is sponsoring the entire year of the Worldwide IT <laughs> guys. So, uh... <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Yeah, that one's up your alley. It's delicious. It is. It finishes too sweet. Maybe I gotta let it warm up a little bit. It's it really is. Sweet, it though. is quite sweet. I yeah. mean, it's supposed to be though. Yeah. A white Russian. Yeah. I want to check that one in. in a barrel. That sounds good. I had a friend growing up in Cleveland that was always her drink, a white Russian. This is my on-air reveal. I don't know if I ever had one. We're gonna open the show with you know, they, Ross's birthday beer. They taste good. Um, it's a little creamy and much for me now as an adult, but as a young, as a young dude. You know, you tend to like sweeter drinks and so on. Um, they're not bad. You have to you have to drink them kind of quickly. White Russians. Yeah, or the milk starts to like. Oh yeah. Pull away, a, so know, what goes on a white Russian? Ugly. I think it's just uh, milk and vodka, isn't it? Isn't it just milk and vodka? That's all we ever made ours with was milk and vodka. Are you looking it up? Yeah, it's vodka, coffee liqueur, and uh, cream served oh, yes. uh, with ice in an old-fashioned glass. That is true. That is true. We of... never had milk so like nor coffee liqueur. Yeah. So we did vodka and mm. slim fast shakes. Nice. Because oh, okay. that's what yeah. we tended to have. My one roommate was always on a diet, and uh, <laughs> he had slim fish. And then they would yeah. get pissed because they would always, always be gone Friday <laughs> night when my friends came over and made white Russians with this. <laughs> These are so expensive. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think they're pretty. It's like a lot more expensive than just buying liqueur. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. um, or, or like a 50-50 or something. It's like interesting. Like, I, you know, I, I've been making cocktails at home. I've been drinking, like, a lot of Manhattans and... Uh, but you're getting a lot of gin and tonics, and I've been putting um, what the hell is it called? Jess really likes it too. Elders, elders flower in my gin and tonics. Are you guys familiar with this? It's like a liqueur. It's re- it goes really good in gin and tonics. It's very botanical, but it's super expensive. I mean, comparatively, it's like seventy dollars a bottle. Oh, geez, okay. And I guess it's it's a liqueur made out of these flowers that bloom in France, but they only bloom for like a week, and that's why it's so expensive. They have to manually harvest it all in these mountains in France and so on. Um, but yeah, I realize like, like uh, a lot, most of the drinks I drink are pretty cheap. You know, like cocktails have actually gotten cheaper than beer, which is crazy. If you make <laughs> well, them at yeah, home. Yeah, based on the yeah. craft beers. I mean, you can drink. get like a bottle Absolutely, of vermouth. Yeah. Like good yeah. vermouth is like sure. 12 bucks tops. You can get pretty good bottle of rye for 30, you know. Um, bottle of cherries if you want to put a cherry in there that's like five bucks you know yeah yeah and it's like a six of beer is 13 bucks now of good beer of good beer yeah yeah 
Well, we have high standards here in this group. It's just so. weird to be moving into <laughs> cocktails to save money. I mean, growing up, yeah. the beer was considered the well, you know the phrase was always uh, what uh, champagne taste and beer salary or something like that. Right, right. beer yep. budget. It's yeah. kind of the opposite now. Yeah, it's and, almost the opposite now. I mean, if you talk to most people, they're also watching the calories, so they'd rather drink a little bit of hard liquor than yeah, the, than well, all the calories in the beer. So liquor. yeah, well, that's why you're yeah right. <laughs> I gained. Uh, I've been. Holding steady the last few weeks, but every Wednesday I gain three pounds because we have celebrated a birthday every Wednesday. Yeah, and it's been too much beer. Well, you know we celebrate a lot of birthdays here, Sean, during the the month, the winter months, and uh, we pack on those uh, those pounds, and then we make uh, New Year's resolutions. But uh, before I dive into that, we are the Worldwide IT Guys, and I am Dion. I'm Elisa. I'm Dan. This is Sean. Yep. And uh, Happy New Year. I know we did the best of last week to kind of start off the year. And um, I, w- I kind of wanted to just touch on a little bit of uh, that healthy New Year's resolution topic because um, there's been some controversy here in that I'm eating celery and uh, people don't believe it. <laughs> and uh, I want to say, fuck you. I am eating celery a lot. Um, sure. Celery. Now, are you are you eating a plain? Are you, are you eating it with yeah. hummus? How are so you eating my, it? So every celery time, plain is, is is pretty bland. So cel- I, I, once I learned that celery is the only food you can eat that actually burns calories when you eat it, I was like, oh, awesome. So that's, that's incredible. Yeah, um, and it cleans your liver as well. Perfect, because I need that immensely. <laughs> immensely. Yeah. After so, a beer, a celery, beer, yeah. celery. Beer, celery, beer, celery. Perfect. <laughs> um, so there is, there's two stalks. Um, in my fridge, I've been ripping off huge pieces of celery, rinsing them and eating them for two weeks. You know what goes goes good with that? What bacon? Don't say I was gonna say <laughs> bacon. You're gonna say either bacon or peanut butter, whatever. Um, so I'm just rinsing it and eating it whenever I get kind of a taste for like a you know hunger for like a little snack or something, and it instantly that celery is it takes me a while to chew it and eat it and I'm full. And it's great, Good. and it's working, and I think we're going to see results. So um, that's kind of been my New Year's resolution. I want to—I don't know—I'm not sharing a picture, but I've uh, got facial hair for the second time in my life <laughs> ever at 44 years old, um, and I kind of attribute it to my Rocky montage training portion. I want to kind of work out, eat healthy, lose a little bit of weight, get in shape. And then do some runs um, this year because last year was a, a shit show, and I did very little exercise, very little runs, um, you know, a couple five Ks here and there, but not enough to actually make a difference. And then the last five K of the year actually hurt me tremendously. I hurt a hip, an ankle, an Achilles, a this, a that, and I didn't re- recover for a while. So, um, anyways, long story short. 2018, it's going to be better. I'm going to be more healthy. I'm eating celery. Um, still drinking about the same amount of beer. Um, but hopefully the celery balances everything out, right? So uh, <laughs> so we're good. Um, and, you know, I started out my year, and then I'm realizing that my, you know, while well, I'm still drinking beer and, you know, I'm not really losing weight, but I am exercising. I do feel better. I am running. Um, and uh, then there was this... You know, I, I felt like, oh, I got to go see the doctor. I got to get my my health, uh, like a like a yearly exam done because I haven't done one of those in a while. And it reminded me of what happened 
this week with our president who went in for his his exam to show that how healthy he was um and uh his exam didn't go well even though everybody says it was fine um and i kind of felt better in that you know you know the amount of obesity that happens in our country is huge um they predict in the next two and a half years that 75 percent of our country will be obese and i was like holy crap that's crazy but you know when we have a president who leads by example here what do you expect um he's a pound under obesity um you know his cholesterol is off the chart um and he eats mcdonald's to make sure he doesn't get poisoned on a daily basis so you know these are these are things I that mean, happen how are you going to stay thin when the only food yeah. you can trust is mcdonald's yeah. i mean don't blame the man yeah. i mean so, so well, they, they do have a salad now so i mean <laughs> oh well that's a good point you know and then he's got to worry about salmonella Oof, so much so much to worry about it's um, a good way to lose weight, though. <laughs> yeah, I could use salmonella, salmonella for like yeah. a good two, yeah, three weeks of salmonella. Just put a yeah. strand of some yeah. bacteria in there. <laughs> um, so again, again, my 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 early rant here on the pod is essentially New Year's resolutions: to eat healthy, get better, not be obese, uh, try and get in better shape, and you know, not become you know one of the nearly sixty to seventy-five percent of Americans who are you know clinically obese um so that was kind of where i wanted to start with just based on you know uh this this beer that we're drinking here this week that we had from pipeworks and uh this mystery beer that i have yet to open i kind of wanted to to pop that open um but oh you haven't opened up the birthday beer no yet? no no no. the birthday beer oh, we should, from last we week was right never open yeah so i was gonna do it on the air i just wanted to kind of preface it with the fact that i'm eating celery so that whatever this is no, it's a celery that, infused double IPA. I will, <laughs> I will. I will do my best to make sure. I, I couldn't find. Oh, you dick! Is it just the antihero? Yeah. It's just a fucking antihero. <laughs> it's an antihero wrapped. A nice enough beer in toilet paper, right? Wrapped in toilet paper. It's it's gorgeous and everything I've ever wanted in a beer. Thank you, Ross. You're the best. Everybody. My thinking was, <clears throat> everybody you know needs a beer. I mean, you need a beer, and everybody needs toilet paper. So. Enjoy. I'm going to wipe my ass with this later. Don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So moving on from New Year's resolutions, our fat president and uh, my uh, love of celery. Um, I had a couple other topics uh, um, that you know I kind of wanted to, to flow through here um, this week. I uh, I can't help but bring up the the Hawaiian missile crisis because that was kind of a big thing. That oh, happened. Oh, yeah, that was funny. And it really, we, we had a lot of, we had, we had some discussion about the, the fact that, you know, Hawaii was woken up with all of these alerts that, mm-hmm. um, a ballistic missile was heading towards them and. Seek the, and, shelter, this is not yeah, a drill. Seek I shelter, mean, it was this is not a drill. It was, that. it was every, everybody's worst nightmare anywhere, no matter where you are in the world. Everybody's worst nightmare. This is not a test. This is real. Seek shelter. And, you know, uh, you, you find out 39 minutes later that, okay, everything's fine. Phew, thank God. Um, but, you know, I watched a few late night shows, uh, everyone, and they each of them had their own unique take on this from, you know, the front desk guy at the hotel who stayed calm and told everybody, like, yes, 
the bomb shelter's that way, and the bathroom's over here, and your Here's luggage is not here yet, asshole. Sorry, there's a nuclear bomb heading this way in case you didn't hear. Like, there, there were, there were numerous funny takes on this incident, but, you know, the fact that... I wonder how many people, like, would write up to their boss, double flicked him off. <laughs> it was like, I quit, asshole. Yeah, and, right. You know, I'm not spending my well, last o- 15 minutes oh, in this shithole. The heartbreaking one was... A dad had dropped both of his kids off at their schools, was literally his work is midway between both schools. This is like a fucking, you know, uh, science, you know, social experiment. And he had to determine which kid he was going to go pick up and be with when the, when the world ends. Yeah, yeah. And nobody knows the answer. And that's all anybody wants to know is like, okay, who the fuck did you go pick up? Like, uh-huh. did you go to your daughter or your son? Did yeah. you go to high school or did you go to grade school? Um, but they, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what ended up happening. And that's, that is fucking nuts. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with grade school on this one. Nobody likes a high schooler. Well, I don't know. They might be. They might be have better survivor chances in the dystopia, <laughs> in the fallout. You know. Yeah. Who's got a better bunker, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, so I, you know, there there is no answer to that question. But that was kind have of. Have you guys what seen the website? So like the expedite. It's also sort of funny to me that nobody knows how these systems work. Like I, I like there's all these conspiracy. There's no fucking way that an employee could have hit the wrong button. I'm like, I don't know. Working in IT. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I work in IT. I, I hit uh, the wrong button all the time. How often do you hear some? <laughs> like, I mean, once a year you hear somebody go. Fuck! This is prod. You know, know, it's just it it happens. People make errors, you know. Um, But they they released a website. So apparently they're supposed to kind of do these sort of ping checks to see if each system's up when they relieve each other. This is the story so far, at least. And the guy was supposed to click like like a health check to the alert system, but he accidentally clicked, this is not a drill, actually send out the missile alert, not the missile alert test. Yeah. But they released a screenshot of the webpage, like, explaining this is what happens, and they're like, oh, so this will put you all at ease, because once you see this, you'll see how you could easily make the mistake. I mean, anybody can make the mistake. How the fuck does that put us at ease? Yeah. That's the worst looking web... It's nine choices, and, like, they're all scary choices. It's like, I see intercontinental ballistic missile alert. Uh, uh, tsunami alert. <laughs> like any of these could have been. BMB false clicked. alarm. Amber yeah. alert. Amber yeah. early. Amber alert statewide. Number one period test message. PACCOM CDW state only. By the way, that's the one that he pressed. <laughs> tsunami drill. PACCOM state only. Landslide. Amber again. And uh, high. I also warning. love that there's no okay. No verification. No, no verification. There's no countdown. No. You know. I mean, this got this got to be the biggest. Fuck. <laughs> There's nine options. You better know exactly what you're doing. Otherwise, you're either sending an amber alert, a high surf warning, or the fact that nuclear holocaust or apocalypse is coming. I wonder if the other guy who just clocked out is like, well, my shift is over. (laughs) So I'm going to leave you to it. I did. you deal with this. I did click a button. Good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just start hearing phones ringing in the background, like you know, off the hook, you know. And then he's, uh, he's walking out of the office, and everyone's scrambling like Matt. He's wondering what the hell went, what's going on. Yeah, he might have. If if the exiting employee knew that he just clicked the wrong button, he'd be like the coolest cucumber in this chaos because he knows <laughs> that it's just Fred who hit the wrong fucking button. I just love that this article, which I'll share on Twitter, is the fact that... So they realize the UI is horrible. 
they should basically get rid of the template that they have. Yes. And then, like, the delete... Like, to delete the template confirmation is just as ambiguous. It has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. It has nobody's name associated with it. Just a random date. It's kind of like, oh, you want to delete this? Are you sure? Because here's even less information about what you're about to delete. And it's like, okay, so obviously we're just going to make this mistake again. This is absolutely going to happen again, no matter what happens. So, um, And I love, and in the article that I shared, there's like a workflow for like, if this happens, then this, and it's it's like an onion article. It's basically like there's no way anybody could ever. Find it's that almost shit. like yeah. It's too bad he wasn't like a good enough hacker that after he did it, he's like, all right, well I can use this system to send out my own message. Like yeah, Hawaii, this is Fred. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. I am sorry, Fred. Yeah. Sorry, please yeah. don't. And Fred's not fired, by the way. Fred yeah, is, still exactly. has a job, just so you know. But. You know, there is a 50% off all ABC store uh, in Hawaii this week. (laughs) And, you know, if you go there, you will help me out because, uh, you know, this system isn't good for anything but this. So, Also, does anybody know anyone who's hiring? (laughs) (laughs) That was was about some fuck-ups. Like, we... Yeah, that was a Colbert joke. Colbert did a really good one where it was like, hey... Uh, it was basically, it was Don Ho's, ti- uh, 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 what, what's it called? Tiny Bubbles or, or, uh, Shiny Bubbles song where he's singing it. And as that's playing at the bottom of the screen is like the news alert. And it's basically like, you know, we interrupt this program for, there's a missile heading to Hawaii. We're all going to die. Impending doom is happening. Uh, this is Fred. I'm so sorry. This was a mistake. Um, uh, please don't fire me. Okay, wait. I've been fired. If anybody's hiring, please fire. You know, if you, I'm looking for a new job, you know, blah blah blah. It was very, like, in the matter of 30 seconds, the whole sure. incident, and very funny. Um, but yeah, Colbert did a good job with that. I thought it was funny. So, um, but I mean, that's crazy. I mean, and you know what? I I heard uh, I read a, a bunch of articles about if we had a different leader this wouldn't be a, as you would have never believed it the same oh, impact trump's put us in a place where we think nuclear war could happen with it north could happen korea. in any moment this is a very realistic you know scenario north korea is doing these crazy things a missile could be heading towards us at any time yeah our leader basically is, is challenging him to do it almost taunting him so well, or north korea yeah. could hear that yeah. that alert was made they could worry that a missile was accidentally fired or that America will misinterpret it and retaliate. Mm-hmm. You get into this, you know, real game theory stuff. I liked a lot of people on Twitter who were like, oh, thank God he's golfing. <laughs> like, thank <laughs> God he can't be reached. <laughs> and he can't fuck this up any more than it already is. I will tell you, I've seen stand-up comics on Comedy Central and online over the past year. And the number I've seen the most common joke is let him golf people. Yeah, yeah. Just he gol- he golfs a lot. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. Let him golf. All right. Yeah, the yeah. less the less he's actually doing his job, the better. Mm-hmm. And I've heard more stand-up comics make the yeah, joke yeah. about just totally. let him golf than anything else. So, um, I thought that was funny. Uh, all right. Well, as I pour my uh, birthday antihero, um, I wanted to tell everybody I watched uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. What'd you think of it? So no, I loved it. No spoilers. Damn it, Dan. This is like a year later. Um, I, I only saw it a few weeks ago, too. So Yeah. Did you like it? Can we... Is that... It is in the love category. Yeah. It doesn't... It's really good, Dan. You it doesn't it. sway my vote for best of the year. Okay. Um, but you enjoyed it. 
Oh my god, immensely. I I watched. It's two and a half hour movie though. It's so quite like, long. Pre- really prepare yourself because when you think like, okay, this is a good time to go to the bathroom. I mean, at home you can do. I that. was I was just waiting for <laughs> for this to become a bathroom conversation. <laughs> that, just that's, Dion's like those truckers that piss in the cab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> truckers friend, like, dude. Yeah. yeah, if I had one at home, I'd be fine. But I, I can pause and go to the bathroom. So, anyways. Every time you think, like, oh, we're getting close, you realize you have another hour left. By yeah. the way, Dan. And every it, scene is necessary. I will say that. It's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. It's the movie so yeah, good. It's really good. It's it really, really is good. All the, the, way movie, up to the, last the movie is on Amazon, so you can watch it at home and pee whenever you want. Yay. Yep. Yay. Um, but <laughs> I will say. on Amazon Prime, too. <laughs> all the way up until the end, the, like, literally the last minute of the movie, you are in it, watching it. There isn't like a, there isn't a time to go to the bathroom. By the way, um, which I, which I did be a think a good way to like instead of thumbs up or thumbs down, how many bathroom breaks? You <laughs> well, so, into a movie, so you know? I, I, I've acknowledged this in the Last Jedi I, when they went to that planet to talk about the gambling planet. The gambling planet. Yeah. I, I, I as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, I can go to, the, I can go piss now. <laughs> I was gone for about three and a half minutes. A great instinct. I came back. And every review online is basically like, why the fuck do they go to the gambling planet? This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> For people like you. Yeah. So basically I went to the bathroom at the right time. I'll see it on DVD. Because you've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. You drink a... Uh, 32 ounce 32 icy. ounce. And you get a refill on it too, right? Exactly. You? Yeah. Before the movie starts. Every time you see the movie. I piss there. the second before the movie starts. Literally sit in my chair as the opening scene opens. Barely make it through most movies. If your movie is two and a half hours, um, forget it. I have not seen the end. I've, I've missed something in your Dion, movie. Dion, you are so. so lucky you only have one kid. Yeah. Because so, oh, I'm sorry. I don't ahead. go to the movie no, with I was just, No, I was just going to, you would never make it through any kind of trip over five hours in a car <laughs> if you had multiple kids <laughs> with all the bathroom breaks you would have. But go ahead, Dan. Yeah, but was, me going to the bathroom, yeah. I was going to ask, so the one re- review I heard, well, the one, I've heard reviews, but one of the reviews I heard said that uh, they saw it in vibrational round or you know the seats vibrate and stuff like yeah. that it was sense, yeah. sense well, around and all right and, so so and they every, found it very distracting all of the sound and special effects involve the fact that in the future cars fly and there are there are sounds of industrialization happening and that industrialization happening is a very uh, bassy vibrating noise because I so here's at my house I watched this movie last night um I had to put headphones on because I wanted to kind of take it in so like I'll watch TV with regular TV sound low you know daily show whatever no big deal but if like I'm watching a movie at night I want kind of want to experience it so I'll put headphones on and when I put the headphones on I could hear the bassy vibrant you know vibr you know vibrations of the movie. Um, yeah, it, it almost distracts because what ends up happening is there's flying cars, there's industrialization. Like I said, it, 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 it kind of could be distracting. I, I get what they're saying. Um, but in those moments when they do that, you're kind of like, it's a scenic it's journey between scenes. Yeah. It's like a, you know, so, you know, I don't think it distracts from the movie too much. It's not like you're in the mid- middle of a movie with Harrison Ford and, like, the thing just starts vibrating for some reason. You're just like, what the hell's happening here? Um, but, you know, I did enjoy it. I do understand why it was one of our... Did that win our best movie of last year? No, I can't remember what did. Um, 
I will stick with my Guardians vote, but I, I am glad Guardians, I watched it. Guardians one and Wonder Woman was a close second. All right, cool. Um, uh, you know, I'm still gonna stick with that, uh, but I really did like it. And here's the best part about here's the best part about Gar. Uh, uh, I'm sorry about Blade Runner 2049. So I watched the original Blade Runner uh, forever ago. I, I remember bits of it. This movie is one of those movies they do an amazing job of. If you've never even seen the first movie, you watch this movie, and then you go, "Holy crap! I'd like to learn more about this movie." And you watch the original, and it's going to fill in the pieces you don't know. So either way, whether you've watched the original or the new one, or the new one and then the original, I feel like you can't go wrong. And that's an amazing feat when it comes to movies and sequels, if you ask me. That's that's kind of a big deal. The fact that you go backwards and forwards with any movie and it doesn't make a difference because they're both equally good and they have, you know, relevance and you can you could see them. So so that yeah. may have upped my vote last week, um, but I still hold I, I Guardians too, I could watch I could watch twelve times this year. It's no big deal. Um but seeing seeing Blade Runner twenty fourteen once is all I need. Um but it was it was excellent and I was I was, you know, Every time I went to the bathroom three or four times, I paused it and I, I couldn't wait to get back to it. So, um, <laughs> um, but I could not help but think of all of the robot sex bots that we've talked about over the past. I don't know. Well, it's usually coming from one listener. He does his weekly uh, robot sex update online. Which kind of sucked because as I'm watching this movie and I see these like robots and replicants and, you know, it, it, this isn't a spoiler, but <clears throat> as I'm watching this movie, I'm kind of thinking of the story that I recently saw about, um, well, you know, we've got every sex robot on the planet that you can imagine. Now we've got transgender sex robots. And... Blade Runner kind of really did play into that a lot. And, um, I don't know. Uh, anybody, anybody have transgender? So I'm looking at the, 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 the article the is article essentially, you know, transgender where, sex robots could be a new or exotic way to spice things up in the bedroom. Well, yeah. Like one robot for everybody, right? So, but I don't know. I, one robot, one, with sex, everything. one sex robot for every household yeah. in America. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like the old uh, a chicken in a pot in every house in America. Right, That'll there's a chicken in a pot. There's a uh, there's a transgender sex robot in, in every household. Is is the promise of <laughs> some future politician? So sorry, um, Steve's probably wishing he was here for this conversation, but. Um, I just, I, Would, are, you know what? Actually, sort of going into that, did you read about some of the robots at CES? Because this is funny. Like CES, um, this is a red article I read on the Daily, yes. Be- uh, the Daily Beast. But um, you know, everyone keeps saying that robots are going to take over all our jobs, and, and I actually kind of believe that will happen eventually. But I guess this was a the CES where they really tried to show that a lot of our household chores are going to be taken over by robots. But this reporter said, like, it's much, much further away from that than they realize. He goes, uh, take the Foldy Mate, a giant ro- robotic machine that costs $850 that can supposedly fold your clothes. Oh, I saw this thing. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know who would pay $900 for it. But anyways, the machine, which took up more space than a washing <laughs> machine. Well, let's hear how it works. <laughs> so first of all, it takes up more space than a washing machine. Yes. 
it might be worth it if you could dump a huge pile of laundry in some chamber and have your garments returned nope, to you and you immediately place it stack. specifically into it, yeah. That type of machine has not been built yet. Yeah, exactly. In order for the folding mate to work, you must individually button each shirt, then manually clip it onto the machine, which could be more time than consuming than just folding everything you're out. All oh. it does is do the folding. Yeah. So you got to do all the work anyway. you got to wash, dry, and place it in the machine. Also, it can only fold traditional button-up shirts and dress pants, bulky sweaters, baby clothes, socks, undergarments. It cannot. This is my favorite part, though. Let me let me get uh, to where That's she... just a small matter of code, though. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the best part. Um, uh, oh, no, this is a different one. This this one's good here. So the Hazer Smart Mirror caught my eyes. It promised to help me dress by recommending outfits for travel, work, or a date. Now, so, so somebody is colorblind. I would like having this. Okay. Like I, little if bit my of help. wife isn't around, I don't know. Help dressing. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So this would actually help me. It'll give you also detailed washing instructions on the garments. Uh, keep track of when they were last washed. All this sounds intrigued. Okay, so what do I do? I have to dump all my laundry into a big scanner. He's talking to the rep so it learns about my wardrobe. That sounds intuitive, right? All right. The cheery brand ambassador laughed. No, the mirror gets all its information from RFD chips that are embedded inside the clothing. Oh, and my God. Which all clothes with will come with in the future. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking useless. Yeah. It's fucking useless. Meanwhile, it'll cost you probably $10 a shirt to UID, uh, you know. Yeah. I've never heard of an RFID. RFID, yeah. uh, Garment. Ever. Never. And can it survive washing? Can you put an RFD? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably could. You could probably encase it in plastic, I'm sure. Our our key cards can go through the wash. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, The dryer, though, too? The dryer's usually what fucks it up. Yeah, I don't know, but I think so, yeah. Yeah. but that uh, that just cracks me up so much. Like, no, it's just a small matter of the garment industry revolutionized overnight, and then this mirror makes a lot of sense. <laughs> my my wife, who is colorblind, uh, has a uh, color reader. So oh, really? It, it, you just put it up, and it's got a little LED, and it lights it up and reads back the color. And, oh, that's and, interesting. And then it, it announces it. And it's you can't really adjust the volume too much, so I'll I'll be hearing like very light red. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's oh. hilarious! What about those? Gl- I Did you try those glasses? glasses? I'm colorblind, not deaf. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Did you try the glasses? Do the glasses the, help with them? For her for her condition, that they, they don't. No. Work. Oh man, that sucks. Um, yeah. My my main struggle is I think even if it said. Like blue, green, and told me what colors is. I don't know what goes together well, which I don't know. Right, right. So that right. that that's what could be attractive to that mirror, but. So who dresses you now, Sean? What? Who dresses you well, now? Well, once I know, so I have a I, I have a pretty good memory though, so that's what helps me. So once Jess tells me if I've done the combination before, and just tells me it's okay, like I almost always remember it. So it's usually only when I get new clothes or somehow I've fallen into a new combination and i don't know so So you know like the browns and the blues and the grays i don't even know that i just know that this particular shirt i have worn with this pants and that sweater and jess has said it's okay i don't know anything about the underlying colors should we warn you when that goes awry you can warn me okay all right but i'm usually pretty good about it now and if i know like what i'll do is if i'm not sure and she's not around i just move on to an outfit i am you okay. Know, more, more sure. Yeah, about. I can't remember a specific time well, where I, you completely well, fucked up about, colors. Like, I, have, but, like, yeah. I don't think I've ever told this story to you guys before, but I like 
you know, when you when you you don't realize you're. I didn't realize I was colorblind until like I was seventeen. You oh know, my God. like I was always an artist and everything, and it never came up. Wow. I, the way I found out, which actually wasn't the story I was gonna tell, but like the way I found out, which I don't know if I told you, is I had to, I worked at a Kenny Shoes as a shoe salesman in high school, and I had to dye a wedding party shoes um, pink at Kenny and, Shoes at Kenny Shoes, which is and, like gym shoes. No, Kenny shoes back in the day used to be nice shoes. They oh, used to okay. be like you, right. you know loafers and oh, high heels. Oh, okay, okay. You know? all right, all right. They they have, they did move into like tennis shoes later on, but in the nineties, me being old, uh, <laughs> they they were still doing dress shoes. And anyhow, I uh, pink and gray look indistinguishable to me. Right. So I You've picked up before. a gray yep, yep. Oh, paint yes. and I dyed. It was a huge wedding party too. It was like eight people. I dyed like eight. Um, and they're also like, can you dye shoes? I'm like, oh, please, guys, I have an art scholarship. I think I can handle <laughs> dyeing shoes. And I didn't know I was colorblind yet. So I dye these shoes, and I put them in front of the bride. I'm like, here we are. And she just goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, these are your shoes. And she goes, is it? I mean, she has her wedding in 24 hours. She's like, is this some sort of fucking joke? <laughs> <laughs> and I have, I legitimately have no idea what she's talking sure, about. Sure, sure, sure. Like, uh, I'm like, uh, ma'am, I don't know, you know, eight. So what color were eight, they supposed to be? I go, well, pink. I, I go, yeah. eight pink shoes. And she goes, are you, she goes, are you fucking doing this right now? Oh my God. And I'm like, eight pink shoes. And my coworker was behind me. And she knew me well enough to know I wasn't fucking with anyone. I do love that this bride just immediately assumed I was fucking with everyone. But, uh, that my coworker, Donna, goes, do those look pink to you? And I'm like, yeah. And then that's when I sort of started to realize. And everyone was like, those are gray. You know? Oh, yeah, sure. I remember like, uh, there was another time before that, and somehow it still hadn't hit me that I was colorblind yet. But I was at an Old Navy, and they were like, at Kenny Shoes, I had to wear a white shirt and a tie. That's how I had to dress. And uh, they were like, all these white shirts for like, Oh, they this were like is your a, best shirt. Yeah, a, I love a this. A dollar each, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, that's an amazing deal. So, like, I I get all of them. Like, there's, like, 20 of them in my size, which is never, like, I have a pretty normal size. So, anyways, I get up to the register. I'm like, this is an amazing deal. She goes, yeah. She goes, not a lot of guys look good in hot pink. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, like uh, what? What? And she's like, yeah, they're hot pink. I'm like, I thought they were white, you know? And she's like, would you still want them? I'm like, I, no, I don't want 20 hot pink. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but what about, about red or other colors? If it's a pure shade, I'm, I'm okay with usually pink is the hardest of all colors for me. And gray can be really tough. But if it's a pure shade, like a, like just like what you would call like a pale blue or a normal blue, that's fine, but once you start to get to like the outer ends of the spectrum, I don't know what it is. Like uh like these like um Jess has told me the the pants I'm wearing are olive green. Um yeah. no? no. What do they, you think? I see I see them more like gray. The pants, really? Yeah. Are gray? Today? Those? I, I could see where, so, well, in this having uh, a colorblind life, I can see where the it's, the green might come into play. But it, I'm, I would be more. It's a charcoaly. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, to me, they look uh, pure brown. That's what they look like to me. Wow. Those are not um, brown at all. No. Nope. Yeah, they look pure brown to me. But, good thing. Good yeah. thing Jess set that out for you at some point in the past history. Yeah. Yeah. That's not brown. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Um, You'll find today, by the way. Uh, well, because she told me before this outfit looked okay. Like I would these pants, but like, and I can I've grown to know like, oh, I don't think that's a color I'm seeing the same way as other people. <laughs> like if it's you know, right. yeah. in certain spectrums, I can realize like I, I'll bet you this looks different to other people. But like a pure red, a pure blue, a pure green. Greens can be a little tricky even when they're pure, but I usually know them. Like I I'm I can be confident about that. Mm-hmm. But once you get into like the mixtures, that's when it's tough. Wow. My my wife will actually switch her perception, so she'll say, "This is this is a blue, right?" And I say, "No, it's more of a green." And then her brain will fix it, and yeah. then she can see it as green. Yeah, I I've noticed that too. You know, like that that somehow happens. I don't know if it's what that is. I mean, the brain is. Did you know? Like, I think this is one of the most amazing facts in nature that your peripheral vision is entirely in black and white and your brain puts color like so your optic nerves do not get color out of your peripheral vision but your brain like in order to like focus on everything just adds the color in like yeah. I, I find that fascinating uh-huh. Like what your brain can put on a picture that isn't even there, like in reality, so to speak. Well, well, your brain does a lot there. of auto calculation. Oh it yeah, does that, sure. You know, you know, I, I was always amazed the fact that like if you had one eye that could see twenty twenty and the other couldn't, you're still twenty twenty because the other eye will just take over whenever you need to, and like it'll fill in. Oh yeah, or the brain will and, probably ignore yeah, the brain that will take or, over yeah. or like yeah, I just I think that's amazing technology. Like our brain is amazing technology. Yeah. By the way, in case well, I, I talk yeah. about it. I, I talk about it in my show, but, you know, when you're drunk and you get the spins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, you've you've had the spins all night long once you became drunk, but your brain ignores it until, because it can see that the world isn't spinning around real fast, but then when you shut your eyes, your brain is like, oh, this is actually happening. Like, it, yeah. it's amazing to me, like, what, that there's sort of the reality out there and then there's the reality inside your brain and they're really not the same. But um, yeah, I mean that was a long way to go from colorblindness, but <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and, we, we, uh, always, the, we are always amazed by the, your colorblindness. The different by the machines. Way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I would, if that mirror actually worked, I would like that mirror. I, to get back on topic, though, that that would be cool. That would be that would be cool. Yeah. Um. Huh. Speaking of other technologies, I don't know what anybody heard from CES in the past week, but we didn't really touch on it too much last week. There were a few kind of cool things that came up. Um, nothing groundbreaking that I saw, but uh, I can't wait to hear about them because I, I I heard nothing that yeah, sounded cool. Yeah, I know. Well, so I heard it was pretty underwhelming. Yeah, but it has been for the last last four or five years. It, it's been turning into a car show more and more. That's great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so the 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 CES show. Um, you know, the, the couple articles that I read, the five best things were really nominal things. Like, um, like I, I hear, um, and I, I've heard of, and I haven't really invested in it yet because I only have a six and a half year old, but like, like, um, bull guard is like a whole, like a cyber protection for everything you do from like Wi-Fi. It protects Wi-Fi, the sites you go to. It's like antivirus on steroids for everything hardware related. So just built oh, in. Okay. You like you install it, it wa- watches everything for you. You can say, okay, well when my daughter's on line, she can only do this and meanwhile protect everybody else from the 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 basics of yeah, yeah. you know the internet. So 
kind of like a I am stupid and really know little about things to protect me, just do everything for me mentality uh-huh. of like devices and internet and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, uh, and then there was, you know, we talked a little bit last week at the end of our show just about, um, just the AI ignorance of what we're trying to like sell. And everybody basically says, well, yeah, we put a robot on display and it was fucking tripping over itself. It yeah, didn't yeah. respond. The Wi-Fi was shitty. Power went down. Like it was a shit show. Um, so AI wasn't really the thing to talk about this year. Um, and then I, I kind of think wireless charging isn't a story, but people want to make it to be like a bigger thing this year because Apple is finally into it. So like wireless charging is going to be a thing. Like whether you have a phone that, that has wireless charging built into it or not, you're going to be able to do wireless charging. But aren't they saying like what these wireless chargers you still need to place it on a charger yeah. and the charger sure. is mapped to that model. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I honestly think the goal. Like, are they saying that the battery will just be that will have universal batteries that get charged? That like you could have a charger that a Droid and an iPad would both honor. Yeah, I think I think the goal for everybody in the wireless charging business, including Apple, which is why now that Apple's involved, people will start to take it seriously. Is you walk into a restaurant or a bar, you sit down, you put your phone on the table. And it sits on the space on the table that charges your phone. Uh-huh. Like, that's kind of the thing, yeah. right? And then the idea is, not only does your phone charge on the space, but if you say yes, it'll check you in at the bar, give you the menu, tell you the beer's on tap, do certain things, and blah, 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 blah. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the ge- like the future of... Like, I'll say the next five years of going to a restaurant or a bar or a thing with technology is going to be, hey, you can charge your phone here for free, and then all we ask you to do is say accept, and that checks you into place, gives them the social whatever, and then you get the, you know, the menu, the, the whatever you want on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. Why is my phone ringing? Okay. Um, so I think that's what we're going to be in for in the next five years is that's what you're going to do. You're going to say, yeah, sure. My phone does charge wirelessly. And the cost of doing that is some fucking ads in my email address. Who cares? Fine. Okay. Take it. Um, but you know, to me, the bear list is, is worthy of that. Cause I don't really, I hate like looking at the menu and whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. but I think that's kind of where we're going. I think CES focused a little bit on that. And I'm like, really? I thought like wireless charging was, like four years ago, like who cares? Do you think but, CES is more boring now because all the vendors seem to have their own things going on now? And Microsoft's got Ignite and Apple's always got it. Right, yeah. The big thing. vendors have their own events, yeah. so why announce anything at CES? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I mean, and 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 like, I'll even tell, I'll even say like CES, like none of the car stuff happens at CES. They do it at a car show. Yeah. So like. Things like car play and stuff like that, and who's announcing what happens at a car show. So CES isn't even that. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of believe um, Microsoft does their own thing. Like yeah. Xbox shit doesn't even get announced at CES anymore. So yeah. it's kind of like the you know as capitalism takes over and the big players rule, they do their own shows, and that's when they announce their big things. There isn't like a you know unless they fall into a gap where it's like oh shit we missed our own our own show, we'll just do it at CES. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think CES is a thing anymore. Like, 
usually we had a couple folks from our agency go to CES, and I don't think that's happened in a while. So it just kind of, again, shows, yeah, it's not really worth it. So I agree. So Yeah. Yeah, and the trends that uh, they say for this year are almost the same that we had for last year. So it's, it's like nothing new is coming. Yeah, it didn't seem to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I just read this Forbes article, and the top five things were, like, wireless charging and some sort of audio that plays everywhere. Um, one of them was um, coffee. All right, Ross looked up as soon as I said coffee. So What's the trends in coffee? Um, so, it enables users to brew limited-time-only specialty coffees um, in-home. So, I guess, like, they ship it to you, you brew it, you get it. And I, I, you know, uh, preferred ingredients is kind of like a coffee of the month club. Um, but essentially, um, it relates to, they, they monitor what you like. They send you what they think is rare. You get to try it. You say, yes, this is great. And then you can subscribe to it. I think coffee, if it's not already, it's going to be like the new craft beer craze. I Oh, think well, it already went through that, don't you? Yeah, like I think, in terms of all the yeah, but I don't. So I, I, I can taste the difference in beers, but like with coffee, I, I kind of think it's bullshit. I, I don't know. I feel I taste a lot of differences in, in different coffee. So well, no, but in different coffee. But like for example, you go to Starbucks. There's so much crap in your coffee. There's no way you can taste the difference between different sorts of actual coffee grains in, inside of it with like yeah. the five pounds of sugar and. Uh, oh, I don't order like. Frappuccinos. There is nothing in Starbucks that you can order that does not have five pounds of sugar in it. Yeah, sure. We could order a black coffee. Okay. And I usually order black with just sugar. But what what this process, the the hitch, the the gotcha to this whole coffee on demand thing is, as you determine which ones you like, you can then specify which combinations of the coffee you'd like to combine and try. So it's not really it's like it's like coffee of the month club on steroids because you could basically say oh my god I love this one and this one and this one and then you can blend them and then it basically will blend it for you and send it to you and you basically go like oh my god I'm I starts I'm, bold finishes exactly or whatever so so that's kind of what the service is is not only does it give you what you like it helps to determine and combine things you've never ever and would never find anywhere else had before. So if you like the Starbucks and the the Pete's brew and this brew, it'll combine it and say, why don't you try this crazy combination we just created for you, you know, uniquely for you. So um, I think that is something that's next because we haven't had, we've had craft beers. There's a million craft beer places, um, which I'd love to talk about next. Um, And then, but, you know, coffee, we've been there. I think we're going to come back to it just to kind of touch back on that. I think um, just in this office, based on our our coffee consumption, we were we're big coffee drinkers. Yep. We like good coffee. Yep. We're big beer drinkers. We like good beer. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elisa agrees with all of the above. <laughs> I'm just in it for the caffeine. The caffeine. Yep. You're in the for the caffeine. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um. So. You know, so that's kind of my take. I um, speaking of craft beers, by the way, let me just touch on the fact that I went to Lagunitas here in Chicago for the first time. Amazing! Like that's our next trip. 
Wherever yeah, I love that. I like that brewery. Wherever we're going, whatever we're doing, the next time we can get away. I've been trying to say that for two years. Nah, I know, but yeah. and, and here's the problem: it is not easy to get to. But no, I, it isn't an Uber. It's like five minutes from here, and I'm sold though. Yeah, because I've been there. Um, but to tell somebody it's worth a five or ten dollar Uber is easy. You know, it's easier said than done. But it's absolutely worth going to if anybody is in Chicago. Um, and can you know spend ten dollars on a cab ride or an Uber? Go check out Lagunitas Brewery. It is amazing. It's they're brewing millions of gallons a year, making all the six packs, twelve packs, and and kegs here in Chicago. That's that's brewed everywhere. It is. It's just a cool place to go. Um, and I highly recommend it. I I went there for my um, so you know last week was my birthday, and we celebrated it. And I thank everybody for for everything you did. But um, my birthday did not stop on January 8th. It continued for an entire fucking week. And relatives and family took me out, bought me presents, bought me beer, bought me dinner, bought me everything. And uh, friends and coworkers, and you guys celery. were amazing. <laughs> you guys did the same. You guys are like family. Um, I honestly can say um, 44 was the most celebrated birthday I think I've ever had in my life. I mean, without without a doubt, without a doubt, because I had at least five instances in seven days where somebody took me out, bought me something, did something. We blew out candles. I had dinner. I had beers. I had something. It was it was my it was a really good birthday. And um, so I'm born on January 8th, 1974. And four has always been a lucky number. I've had four in the back of my baseball jersey, my soccer jersey. You name it. Four is my number. So 44 is kind of like double, like I'm looking forward to this year. Hopefully it's going to be a great year. And the fact that my first week was celebrated so well, I, I just want to thank everybody. So I had a good time. I had almost 100 different people congratulate me on Facebook. It was record-breaking week for me. So, you know, I was like, all right, cool. This is this is a good start. So um, very optimistic, and I like to start every year that way. So Hopefully we can continue to move down that path. So, um, so thanks again. Um, transitioning from that, slight, um, slight transition from the uh, CES to the auto show. Oh yeah, sure. I yeah, did, that's I like two weeks away. Hear, Three weeks I mean, away. I mean, I know you're more of a GM guy, but uh, I did hear as it's the 50th anniversary of the movie Bullet. Mm-hmm. That Ford's doing a the new the new Mustang's amazing doing a Mustang Bullet special edition. They did a whole special edition Bullet. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, um, but I kind of wish that they kind of took it back to the old styling of. I mean, I'm sure they it's reminiscent of it, but kind of just brought back that old '67 Mustang. Well, so it it. Um, so if anybody doesn't know, the movie Bullet came out um, 50, uh, 50 years ago? 50 years ago, yeah. And um, they, it was Steve McQueen as a detective trying to solve a case, and there's an epic-long 15-minute uh, car chase at the end of the movie. Um, there's no spoilers here. But essentially, he drove um, uh, like a... The aquamarine, I don't even know what the, uh, evergreen marine Mustang throughout the entire end of the movie ends up catching the bad guy. You know, he's a hero, whatever. Um, but the car is the, the, the show 
he steals a show in the car. The car is is like, oh my god, I gotta buy, you know, the 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 bullet version of Mustang. So, so well, uh, yeah, that was considered the most famous car chase in movie history. W- yeah. So in, in nineteen sixty nine, that movie comes out. Twenty nineteen, the Ford Mustang is is re envisioned and it looks amazing, and the the specs on it are fucking nuts. Um. So you know, I think it's interesting. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so I think the interesting thing about this is, I think you'll see. I think we're going to see a Super Bowl commercial for the bullet. I think we're yeah, going to see. That makes sense. I think we're going to see a lot. I mean, this is speculation. We may not, may or may not. I can't say anything. Um, but I think there's going to be an amazing. My prediction is, <laughs> there's an amazing Super Bowl commercial for the bullet. You're going to see incredible advertising. I also think there'll be some sort of movie that reinvents Mustang. Um, because they've been doing an amazing job of uh, providing sports cars recently um, from the GT500, which is, you know, like a gun and 60 thing, to uh, to Bullet. Um, but so if you haven't seen Bullet, it's a slow movie, but the last, like, half hour of the movie is, like, worth watching just for itself. So who here thinks that the new one looks better than the old one? Um... I mean, I don't think any new car is going to look better than the golden age of American muscle cars just because they didn't have to care about aerodynamics or safety at all. <laughs> and they could just make it look as cool and powerful as they wanted. All so, right, so like, I just, I I mean, just posted a picture of the new and the old. Yeah, I mean, the old one, in my opinion, is definitely cooler looking, but Absolutely. it also, like would not pass any environmental regulation, any safety regulation. You would get what 5 miles to the gallon of Correct. gas you yeah. know i mean yeah yeah um so but it's even though, way yeah. way nicer than the new one i mean it's just but the new one is a really cool looking modern sports car i mean that's just like you look at like dodge chargers ford mustangs like it's it sure it, sure it's hard to do cuz they want to do like that american muscle look but then, like that, kind of makes you inherently non-aerodynamic. So, like, there, it's it's sort of an interesting balance that they have, you know. Um, yeah, but what, I don't know. I just it was that photo where, when even they the have, old Corvettes look better than the modern Corvettes, even though they're both aerodynamic. Yeah, I mean, inherently, yeah. what they could get away with stylistically doesn't fit today's standards. Um, but I do, I I I think about this all the time. I talk with the with my friends about this. If you look at every car and what happens is like somebody says, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna break the mold, we're gonna do something, and then everybody copies the mold, and then everybody looks the same. And then somebody breaks the mold, and then everybody copies the mold, and then everybody does the same. It's like the constant like you know, re- repercussion of what happens with, with car design, if you ask me. Um it's happened you know, if you can go through the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and, and today, and the same thing seems to always happen. Um, when somebody comes up with a new design, everybody copies it, and, and it looks, it's just standard knowledge. So, um, the fact that the bullet is kind of a cool new thing, they're lucky because not many cars get to say, hey, we have a famous movie classic, you know, to call upon, and, um, but yeah, I think it's interesting that we, <laughs> even though um, we here in this office should know a little bit more about Fords, we never do, um, and they do a good job. They do a good job of that. So um, 
it, I think it'll be kind of cool. I think I hope we see like a Super Bowl worthy commercial um, because I think uh, Steve McQueen and you know the 1969 uh, Mustang deserve its kudos. Um, so, anyways, that's just my opinion. Uh, who brought that up? I did. You. Yeah. Awesome. We can yeah. move on. Very cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Um, very awesome. Uh, all right. So I do have a transcript of the week. Um, if we want to dive into that, uh, I um, I can read it verbatim and then let everybody interpret what they believe the actual message sounded like. Um, so I'll do my best, but um, forgive me if it goes awry. So it starts, Oh, hi, McDolly. Know this is clean here from Worldwide IT. I think the school is regarding the ticket. IMC number ER. CU Lim from HRA hand requested dumb. And to provide access to Dan and Liz email for you, um, we have received an update that the access has been given to your account. I don't mean, I don't know, I mean, it, since I'm not able to reach you, a little bit calling your mobile phone. Please pick up the call. Thanks for choosing Worldwide ID. You have a big dick now. <laughs> what a great send off. <laughs> you have a big dick now. Hey. It's instantly a top five classic in any transcript we've ever gotten just on the, the, the closing remarks. Um, but uh, don't ask me what that ticket actually meant or the voicemail. It was uh, sent in from uh, Leo, one of our biggest followers. And uh, yes, I mean... Yeah, I don't even know where to go with that. But that that's like a top five ever. Well, good for him. Um, yeah. Oprah gave those away one year. <laughs> <laughs> you get a big dick. You get a big dick. <laughs> All right. Um, now. Now. <laughs> you have a big dick now. You have a big dick now. Um, anyways. Okay. So that's pretty good. Um, all right. I, you know, I, I kind of... I've indulged in all of the things that I want to kind of bring up this week. Um, oh, I did want to br- also bring up the fact that um, so uh, my daughter and I did some 3D printing over the weekend, and I thought it was actually kind of fun. Um, we got a DaVinci, uh, like the cheapest DaVinci mini printer you could get, does six inch by six inch, and she wanted to print uh, a Shopkins toy. So we searched, we found, we downloaded a file. And I got to be honest with you, within minutes, we were already printing. And in about an hour, we had the toy that she wanted, exactly as it was described on the site, exactly as a picture. Um, and it was really cool. And, you know, from from my standpoint, uh, it was it was kind of like, holy cow, like, this is sky's the limit, right? Like, I could find the download and print almost anything. This is really cool. Um, from my daughter's standpoint, all she could think of was, well, what's the next toy I don't have? I'll just print it and <laughs> have course. it. I'll just print the next toy I don't have, right? This is this is easy. Dad, I want this. Um, 
And she's kind of, side note, she's on a Teen Titans thing, because that's like her, her biggest thing right now on YouTube. So she watches Teen Titans, so she wants to print new Teen Titan toys. Um, but nonetheless, she was like, oh my god, this is amazing, I can make my own toys. Dad, let's research this and find the best toys that I can make myself. And for a six and a half year old to think, I don't need to go to the store anymore, I'm just going to make my own toys, that's really cool. Like, you all think back to the part where it's like, I want a Transformer. Well, shit, I don't need to go make, I'm just going to make my own Transformer or my own Star Wars action figure or my own whatever. That's amazing. And it really is that easy these days to just kind of print the parts, paint, and play with. Maybe um, kids will return to be more creative now because uh, when I was a kid, we played with uh, paper, with wood, with different things to make our own toys and with with our parents, yeah. we used tools sure. and things like that and the screwdrivers. And, but now kids only sit on their couch and play video games. Uh, and a whole generation lose the creative creativity of building things. And the, yeah, now with sure. this stuff, maybe kids will de- develop different creativity. Maybe not with tools, but with this kind of she, things. She didn't know how to search and find the, the 3D schematics, if you will, the CAD schematics. So, I, of course, I helped her with that. But I basically said, use your imagination and think of something yeah. you'd want to make. And she went with, and, and this was this was the amazing part. I really love this part. So she started with things she knew that she wanted but didn't have. So like Teen Titans or a Shopkins toy or whatever. And then I said, you know, you're really thinking inside the box. Think outside the 3D box. And she's like, it would be really cool to have a toy that was, and it was a combination of things that she had never even seen before. Yeah. So I want to include, I really want like a, a beast boy that does this or a toy that does X, Y, Z, and I've never seen that before. And that was the instant moment where I said, okay, we can download the programs for both of those, or all three of those things, combine them, and make our own unique thing that's never been created before. And literally... The face on her was just like, yeah, like it wasn't even like a, oh my god, I can't believe we can do that. That it was a, yes, like intense. I want to do that, and and that was from from you know it was a proud daddy moment because she really went from, I I want to print something that I don't have to I want to make something that doesn't even exist, and I really believe that's kind of the the thing that I did over the past weekend that really kind of was was a really cool moment for me. So. Um, anyways, the 3D printer, I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for Ross, because Ross was basically was for Christmas. He's like, holy shit, 3D printer is like free this week. You might want to buy one. It's Black Friday. And, um, I did, and I printed, and my daughter is going to be a maker for life now, thanks to you, so appreciate it. Um, the sad thing is, the sad thing is I didn't get it. You didn't do it? No. Well, if you need some shit printed, just let me know. Yeah. Send me the file, I'll do it. I have steel blue and red, which is kind of like a pink, but whatever. And anyways, so that was that was a really cool moment for me. Uh proud daddy moment and my daughter loves it and um you know, so that that was kind of I don't know if we want to end on that, but that was kind of my, my thing yeah, over the That's a weekend, good ending so, spot, I think. Um but uh yeah, so 
All right, cool. Well, we've been the Worldwide IT guys. We've been here for a little bit. Uh, all of our machines are going to sleep when we wake them up. Um, uh, I feel like I've kind of driven and talked mostly on this podcast, and my my voice is uh, is gone. You gotta go wet that whistle um, with another. Pipe well, horse. I've been trying to drink this antihero that somebody got me for my birthday, but um, I, I apologize. I didn't have enough time to go get you a nice blueberry beer. Um, but I, I, if I did, I would have gotten that one. Um. I'll I think the room, well, thanks you for that. So, um, all right. Well, we've been the Worldwide IT guys. Um, and we will, uh, be back next week, uh, with everybody in room, hopefully. And, uh, hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm going to share a couple links, uh, before we sign off. Uh, hope you have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Later. <sighs> Antihero really wrapped in toilet paper. I mean, you wrapped it, so I figure it's not just. And you were coming from Serbia. Why you didn't uh, at least a crappy beer, but Serbian beer? Yeah, uh, you could have brought me a Serbian yeah. can beer. I could have, could have done a lot of things, Dan. Probably would have made me fart too. <laughs> <laughs> that happens when you're 44. Just like your Serbian meat, you know. Wait, but you did know you seriously get like? Problems after eating. Beer. I had no problems. I was gassy, but I mean, it was, well, that could have been just because of the beer and the amount of food. We forced me to drink blueberry beer with your fucking Serbian meat. So well, yeah, there, maybe. there was one in my fridge. Somebody had to drink it. So <laughs> I mean, force me. Why do you force me? But I, I saw it. I don't remember where did I saw it, but I watch it. But I, uh, there is a normal way or a good way to have beer you have to get the gas out the beer so uh, the normal way we usually try to yeah. not have yeah. a lot yeah, of yeah. head not a lot of head yeah. yeah you should have a lot of head because yes, that head is stored in the liquid and it goes to your uh, stomach and reacts with your food in the stomach and that makes more gas because of the bubbles yep Okay. So you should try to get more head on your beer. Yeah, I try all the time, Elise. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, so but the, the nitro, the nitros, I'm gonna shut this down. The nitro's get me. Oh, I the ni- I can't drink a nitro. I mean, I like the I don't mind the the like the flavor and the taste of a nitro because it's kind of flat and you just you really just taste the beer and none of the the effervescence, but it always gives me the yeah. So. We're going to finish drawing on this podcast, even though it's low, low. Out. Um.